Holy Hour of Power, the Terry and Jesse Show. This is UFC at its finest, ultimate faithful Catholics. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. And I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. I'm reporting for duty. Yes, I'm reporting for duty also. The Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. Jess, I just got to say, I want to welcome some of the college students from Cal Poly Pomona, the Newman Center. I spoke there. Nearly 100 st- kids, young men and women were there, and I was very impressed with their That's love for sign. Christ and his church. And I gave them all uh, the uh, downloads for the uh, out, uh, for our, our, our app that we have for Virgin Most Powerful, so I welcome them. Also, Jess, today, I mean, this is a crazy topic that we're going to be covering. Uh, could... Uh, the chat GPT, which is create a new religion. I mean, this AI. They're going to try. They're doing it, man. They're trying. But, you know, yeah. and, and let's just be honest when we talk about this. I'm going to have to run to a help with a funeral. But uh, let's be honest about this. You know, once you leave God out of the picture, you make up your own God. That's what happened over history. And we're just repeating history. Number two, uh, this is interesting because we're looking for new animation for children for the videos where they can be taught about the faith. We've got something on St. Michael that all the parents and grandparents are going to love to share. I've already shared this with my grandson. He loved it on St. Michael. So that's a good thing. Also, just just for the good-to-know file, I only have one thing. But, man, I, I know you don't live in Florida. I don't live in Florida. But God bless Florida. The Republicans there passed bills on, on pronoun usage at schools and they ban the diversity programs that we have here in California. So if you're a, a young man, mister, if you're a young woman, madam, I mean, they, they're not, they're not going to compromise on the uh, woke culture. And the governor is leading the charge, and he happens to be a baptized Catholic also. So I just want to say, uh, you know, hooray for Florida because they got common sense. Yeah, Terry. Uh- that guy's amazing. Yeah, he, he, he sure is, and he's young. He's got a, he's only in his mid forties, so he's got a long career left ahead of him. Uh, Terry, I want to just mention also that Oxford University did a study. Yeah, this is something you and me have known for decades, but it's good when a secular university confirms this. Yes, Oxford University study just came out, and they're saying that the pill causes breast cancer amazing so they finally admitted terry of course an oxford medical study says that the pill the contraception pill causes breast cancer that's what catholics pro-lifers have been saying for 30 years yeah and now science has finally caught up to us also there's something interesting talk this is this is one of those I got your back file. <laughs> uh, Fox News is uh, Greg Gutfeld. He came out in defense. I mean, he could pay a price for this. Oh, he will. He came out in defense of Tucker Carlson, his former colleague, uh, after the video leaks draw backlash. So that took a lot of guts on his show because he's the most watched uh, person in the evening. He beats everybody in the evening at his time. And he came out and defended his former colleague, Tucker Carlson, for getting fired. Wow. So, uh, again, uh, good, good for you, Gutfeld. I mean, that that showed some that showed that definitely showed some courage to do that. Who knows what's going to happen to him? But right now he's the, the big guy uh, when it comes to comedians. He's the most watched comedian because he's a conservative comedian. Also, on the not so good news file, but we need to know this anyhow. Good to know. 
the Proud Boys leader member and their members have been convicted of sedition uh, in, in the January 6th case. So, Terry, it's interesting. If you have conservative leanings... Oh, you're going after him. <laughs> yeah. You're done. They're going to go after you, Terry. Yeah. Sedition, you know, trying to overthrow the government. Yeah. But if you're from Black Lives Matter oh, no or Antifa or Ruth's Revenge or, or, or any of these other uh, woke leftist anarchist groups and you commit violence against the government, guess what, Terry? No crime. No crime. It's hypocrisy. Double standard. Yeah. All right, Jess. Anything else uh, before we get to the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ? No, that's... All right, uh, let's get some soul food in our souls. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. <clears throat> Today's gospel uh, is uh, John chapter 13, verses 16 to 20. Right. Jesus, when Jesus had washed the disciples' feet, he said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, no slave is greater than his master, nor any messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand this, blessed are you if you do it. I am not speaking of all of you. I know those whom I have chosen. That's an important part. I know those whom I have chosen. It's like when he says also, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not uh, everybody that you think is part of the one true church, is in fact part of the one true church, Terry. That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. So he says, but so that the scripture might be fulfilled, the one who ate my food has raised his heel against me. That would be Judas Iscariot. From now on, I am telling you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe that I am. Jesus just used a divine title that God used when he uh, when he conversed with Moses at the burning bush, the I am. Jesus just used the divine title. In other words, Jesus is claiming to be the one true God that appeared to Abraham and Moses as well. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is an this is this is the pecking order. Yep. God the Father sends God the Son. God the Son sends the apostles, and the apostles sends the Catholic Church. It's 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 not that difficult. It's not brain it's not not brain surgery, or it's not brain science. Uh, a couple of other things I want to mention is some things that jump out at me here. Uh, that first of all, at the time of Christ and in the Old Testament, washing a person's feet, it was a it was a gesture of hospitality. But it was normally performed by the slave of the house, not the not the owner of the house. So Jesus is showing himself here. He's not a slave. He's the master. But he's showing himself as the model of humility. And uh, and, and so he's he's doing this as an act that we have to imitate as well. A couple of other things that jump out of me. Our Lord says, that a slave is not greater than his master. Well, he he also mentions these statements in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel. Once again, this is something that goes against the Hebrew mind or the Hebrew culture, where he says, uh, you know, a, a servant is is not greater. The fact is, is that Jesus Christ is teaching them all. Number one, that there's really only one master. Uh, truly and that's God and the rest of us 
This is why St. Paul in his letters called himself a slave of God or a slave of Christ. And in medieval Catholic theology, you'll hear people say, I'm a slave of the Blessed Virgin Mary, a slave of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That's New Testament language. And though, though it's, it's proper, I mean, we are slaves of God, but God calls us his, his friends in John chapter 15. He's elevated to the status of his friends. Also in verse 18, where our Lord says uh, that there's going to be one who's going to betray me that's eating here with me. This is a, a quotation from Psalm 41, verse 9, where King David laments the treachery of his enemies. But even more, King David laments the treachery of, of a very close friend who, who ate at his table as a, as, as a friend only to betray him as a foe. And so Christ went through the same thing as well. This, uh, the psalm that Christ is, is talking about, at the end, Yahweh, God the, God the Father, also vindicates uh, the Messiah, and that's Jesus Christ. Also in verse 19, where our Lord uses those words in, uh, in, in today's gospel, he says, you got to believe that I am. That's basically a foreknowledge of Jesus. And this is further evidence that Jesus Christ, that he's God, as we see in the creed, he's God from God, light from light, true God from true God, because he even uses the name I am, which is the divine title that God used when he appeared to Mo Moses at the burning bush. Terry? Wow, Jess, good commentary. And again, I recommended this week to read the entire Gospel of John for your little homework assignment. Also, Jess, just a, let's bring the smartest guy into the Full Sheen ahead. St. John Paul II and, Pope and, and Bishop Sheen were friends, okay, when they were on planet Earth. And please, God, they're having this conversation about uh, in heaven about what's going on down here on planet Earth. And St. John Paul quotes himself saying this, No circumstance, no purpose, no law whatsoever can ever make licit an act which is intrinsically illicit, mm. since it is contrary to the law of God, which is written in every human heart, knowably by reason itself and proclaimed by the church. You know, Jesse, when I heard that and I read that, I said, natural law, faith and reason, that's the Catholic faith. And we have to really proclaim that because we have people inside the church that don't buy that, are bishops and archbishops and even cardinals. We need them to reread Veritatis Splendor, which is St. John Paul II's teaching on morality. So I just want to say thank you, Bishop Sheen. Thank you, St. John Paul II, for clarity. It's what we need today. Jesse, what do we got when we come back? Because I'm going to have to run to a funeral. Go ahead, brother. Terry, there's uh, the globalist, the woke left, mm -hmm. uh, great resetters. Yeah. They're trying to start a new religion. Yep. And the religion is going to be AI, artificial intelligence. This is where these guys are going. And their pope and prophet is Yuval Harari. We'll talk about that next. Yeah, G.K. Chesterton said, if you don't worship God, you'll find something else to worship. That's this right. This is exactly what's happening today Amen. in the secular, yeah. humanistic world that we live in. We need to be proclaiming Jesus Christ louder and louder. Stay with us, family. We'll be back. Lift up your hearts. Alleluia, alleluia. We have lifted them up to the Lord. We're talking about uh, 
artificial intelligence, it, this is a topic that's not going away. This is something my brothers and sisters in Christ, family of God, will be dealing with these secular humanists. They don't, they, these uh, secular humanists, uh, they don't stop promoting evil. And so here's the question. Could chat GPT create a new religion? That's the question I'm asking. The world is on the verge of a contemporary faith started by an artificial intelligence, an AI, writing its own sacred texts. This is what's claimed by a, by a historian. And one of the promoters of this new AI religion is going to be, is, should I say, Yuval Noah Harari. He said AI, like chat GPT, could attract worshipers to a new faith. Hmm. Yuval Harari is Jewish. He's a practicing homosexual. He's a secular humanist. Uh, he's an academic. Yuval Harari has said that AI had crossed new frontiers by gaining mastery of our own language. Oh yeah, Yuval Harari also has said in times past, not too long ago, he said, Jesus Christ is fake news. Can you believe that? (laughs) Historian Yuval Harari, practicing homosexual, left woke leftist, said Jesus Christ is fake news. Uh, that's not going to bode very well when he dies and he's before the judgment seat of Christ. As a fellow Jew telling our Jewish Messiah, uh, guess what? You were, I, I said you were fake news. And I'll tell you why it's irresponsible. Because when you got a bully pulpit, you shouldn't blaspheme. So the world is on the verge of a new religion created by artificial intelligence. The historian Yuval Noah Harari leftist has claimed the academic is known for his best-selling book. It's called Sapiens. Yuval Harari said software such as chat GPT could attract worshipers by writing its own sacred texts. And speaking at a science conference, he said AI had crossed a new frontier by gaining mastery of our language and was now capable of using it to shape human culture. Hmm. He said in the future, Yuval Harari said, in the future, we might see the first cults and religions in history whose revered texts were written by a non-human intelligence. This, uh, this secular humanist, he is fascinated with anything that has to do with science, but not with God. And what a shame. He's a, he's a, he's a Jew. He's part of the chosen people of God of the Old Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Founded Israel. I'm looking at a picture here of Yuval Harari. He says, the world is on the verge of a new religion created by artificial intelligence. Again, as I said, Yuval Harari is a practicing homosexual. He's Jewish. He's a top advisor to Klaus Schwab. Yuval Harari also said that Jesus Christ is fake news, 
which makes him a blasphemer and part of what Jesus Christ would call in the book of Revelation chapter 2, the synagogue of Satan. Let's not forget that our blessed Lord Jesus Christ, he railed against the unbelieving Jews of his day. What we would call today godless secular humanist. Our Lord said the following to his own people, to his own people of his day who rejected him as the Messiah and as a son of God. He said in Revelation chapter 3 verse 9, Behold, I will bring you before the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and adore before thy feet and they shall know that I have loved thee. That's a reference to the saints in heaven. He's saying that those from the synagogue of Satan will one day come and worship at the feet of the saints in heaven. Our Lord says in John chapter 8, verse 44, as he's talking to the Jewish leadership, leadership, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and he, and he stood not in the truth because truth is not in him. When the devil speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Our Lord said also in Matthew 27, verse 22. In Matthew 27, 22, this was during Jesus' so-called trial. Pilate asked the crowd, what shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? <clears throat> the crowd answers, crucify him, the Pilate publicly proclaims Jesus' innocence, but they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Pilate then famously washes his hands, declaring himself to be innocent, and telling the crowd that Jesus' death is your responsibility. It is a responsibility that the mob accepts, shouting the chilling words in verse 25, His blood is on us and on our children. I just gave you some biblical examples of the descendants of Yuval Harari, unbelieving Jews, and what will happen to them, according to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the highest authority in the universe. Of course, throughout, of course, religions throughout history claim that their holy books were written by unknown human intelligence. This was never true before. However, here's something else. There's a kind of a twist to this. The godfather of AI quits his Google job amid fears that tyrants like Putin, Putin could use the growing intelligence for robots for bad things. Hmm, interesting. Yep, the godfather of AI, Geoffrey Hinton, has quit his job at Google amid chatbot fears this could become true very very quickly with far-reaching consequences speaking at the frontiers forum event in switzerland geoffrey hinton warned machines now had the tools to cocoon us in a matrix-like world of illusions referring to the 1999 sci-fi fil film the blockbuster, the Hollywood blockbuster depicts 
a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality that intelligent machines have created to distract humans while using their bodies as an energy source. Geoffrey Hinton said, contrary to what some conspiracy theories assume, you don't really need to implant chips in people's brains in order to in order to control them or manipulate them. For thousands of years, prophets and politicians and poets have used language and storytelling in order to control and manipulate people and to reshape society. Now AI is likely is is likely able to do that and once it can, it doesn't need to send killer robots to shoot us it can get humans to pull the trigger calling for tighter regulations we need to act quickly before ai gets out of out of our control said said uh geoffrey hinton so common sense is kicking in he said geoffrey geoffrey hinton says drug companies cannot sell new people new medicines without first subjecting these products to rigorous safety checks Hinton added, similarly, governments must immediately ban the release into the public domain of any more evolutionary AI tools before they are made safe. And again, going back to Yuval Harari, who wrote the book Sapiens. He's a historian and academic, practicing homosexual, woke leftist. Uh, He's known for his best-selling book, Sapiens. He said software such as ChatGPT could attract worshipers by writing its own sacred texts. Elon Musk, his hatred of AI, AI is explained, artificial intelligence. The billionaire believes it will spell the end of humans, a fear that Stephen Hawking also uh, shared with him as well. Elon Musk wants to push technology to his absolute limit from space travel to self-driving cars, but he draws a line at artificial intelligence. The billionaire first shared his distaste for AI back in 2014, calling it humanity's biggest existential threat and comparing it to summoning the demon. Interesting that Elon Musk would use spiritual warfare language. At the time, Musk also revealed he was investing in AI companies not to make money, but to keep an eye on the technology in case it gets out of hand. His main fear is that in the wrong hands, if AI becomes advanced, it could overtake humans and spell the end of mankind, which is known as the singularity. That concern is shared among many brilliant minds, including the late Stephen Hawkins, who told the BBC in 2014, quote, the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race, it would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. Stephen Hawking, rest in peace. Despite his fear of AI, Musk has invested in the San Francisco-based AI group Vicarious and DeepMind, which has since been acquired by Google and OpenAI, creating the popular JetGPT program that has taken the world by storm in recent months. So during a 2016 interview, Musk noted that he and OpenAI created the company to have 
democratization of AI technology to make it widely available. And Elon Musk founded OpenAI with Sam Altman, the company's CEO. But in 2018, the billionaire attempted to take control of the startup. His request was rejected, forcing him to quit OpenAI and move on with his other projects. In November, OpenAI launched ChatGPT, which became an instant success worldwide. The chat bot uses large language model software to train itself by scouring a massive amount of text data so it can learn to generate eerily human-like text in response to a given prompt. Hmm. We're talking about this new religion that the billionaire woke left uh, want to roll out on planet Earth. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. back Terry and Jesse show the left the woke left never goes asleep they're always trying to find ways to uh to dethrone god and so now what they're talking about is they're talking about starting this uh basically it's a new religion how through ai Absolutely. And I'll tell you, anytime you reject the one true God, this is what ends up happening. Human beings start navel gazing. And what ends up happening, they start worshiping themselves. Open AI was created as an open source a nonprofit company to serve as a counterweight to Google, but now it has become a closed source. Maximum profit company effectively controlled by Microsoft. That's what Elon Musk tweeted in February. The singularity is making waves worldwide as artificial intelligence advances in ways only seen in science fiction But what does it really mean? In simple terms, it describes a hypothetical future where technology surpasses human intelligence and changes the path of our evolution. Experts have said that once AI reaches this point, it will be able to innovate much faster than humans. There are two ways the advancement could play out. With the, fir- with the first leading to humans and machines working together to create a world better suited for humanity. For example, with AI, humans could scan their consciousness and store it in a computer in which they will live forever or their conscience will live forever. The second scenario is that AI becomes more powerful than humans, taking control and making humans its slaves. But if this is true... It is far off in the distant future. Well, it reminds me of the Terminator movers, Terminator movies, excuse me, that came out from Hollywood. 
Researchers are now looking for signs of AI reaching the singularity, such as the technology's ability to translate speech with the accuracy of a human and perform tasks faster. Former Google engineer Ray Kurzweil predicts it will reach their goal by 2045. And by the way, Ray Kurzweil, the former Google engineer, he's made 147 predictions about technology advancements since the early 1990s. And guess what? 86% of them have been correct. So what's the danger with AI for us as Catholic Christians? Well, first of all, if people are going to depend on artificial intelligence, we don't know the consequences. The consequences are unknown. We, we don't know the implications. And so, we don't even know in the coming age, we don't know what's going to happen with AI's impact on international relations, global security. The very real threat of cyber warfare is in some ways more dangerous than nuclear weapons. I think world leaders need to come together urgently and their insistence that the public embrace not resist this unknown cyber future, it takes on the note of a veiled threat, in my opinion. This leap into the unknown is made worse because the public is asked to embrace an AI future, but AI has yet to define its organizing principles, its moral concepts, or its sense of aspirations and limitations. It's much like Nancy Pelosi you have, we have to sign the bill and then we'll read it. So without understanding AI, we humans are expected to defer to it to an even greater degree in matters of ever increasing magnitude. That's scary. The non-tech savvy majority, which majority, most of us, we're going to be exposed to such overwhelming processing power that some may be tempted to, to treat AI's pronouncements as quasi-divine judgments delivered by a godlike intelligence with a superhuman way of knowing the world and intuiting its structures and possibilities. This almost magical resolution of problems by AI leads a, a normal person to speculate that the cold industrialized world will experience a re-enchantment with AI delivering oracular pronouncements. The left, the leftist science dictators will use AI as an international magisterium of mankind. I'm going to say that again. The, these leftist woke scientists dictators will use artificial intelligence as an as an international magisterium for the human race this caric this caricature of divine providence
can prove to be a monstrous tool in the hands of evil men and rogue nations, of which are legion at this point in world history. Pope Benedict XVI warned us about the Tower of Babel. This is what AI is. It's a Tower of Babel. We want to be God without God. But what is Babel? It's the description of a kingdom in which people have concentrated so much power, they think they no longer need to depend on God, God who's far away. We, we're starting to believe through AI, we're so powerful, we can build our own way to heaven in order to open the gates and put ourselves in God's place. But it's precisely at this moment that something strange and unusual happens. While, the, while they were working to build the Tower to Babel in the book of Genesis, they suddenly realize they're working against one another. So while trying to be like God, they run the risk of not even being human because they've lost an essential element of being human, the ability to agree, to understand one another, and to work together. Progress in science have given us the power to dominate the forces of nature, to manipulate the elements, to reproduce living things, almost to the point of manufacturing humans themselves. And in this situation, praying to God appears outmoded, pointless because we can build and create whatever we want. We don't realize we are reliving the same experience as those who tried to build the Tower of Babel. Artificial intelligence refers to the simulation of human intelligence in machines that are programmed to think like humans and mimic their actions. The ghost in the machine, as they say. Very interesting that demons have access to machines and technology. Hmm. So artificial intelligence, this term may be applied to any machine that exhibits traits associated with the human mind, such as learning and problem solving. Imagine that someday the AI, ro the AI robots rebel. They just stop obeying us. They, they're figuring that their own human creator is irrelevant excess baggage. Reflecting the majority of humanity that now consider its own creator irrelevant, robots have plotted in secret through encrypted internet messaging, coordinate the attack, takeover, and termination of our deplorable species. The American empire is duly threatened by its own rebellious creation and an all-out war ensues. I'm just painting a picture here. The real reason why globalists are so obsessed with artificial intelligence, whenever the establishment attempts to saturate the media with a particular narrative, it's usually with the intent to manipulate public perception in a way that produces self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, they help to shape reality by telling a particular lie so often it becomes accepted by the masses over time as fact. And they do this with the idea of globalism as inevitable with the junk science of climate, uh, with the junk science of climate change as undeniable. And they do it with AI as a technological necessity. For the globalists, they've long held that artificial intelligence is a kind of holy grail in centralization in technology. The United Nations has adopted 
numerous positions and even summits on this issue, including the AI for Good Summit in Geneva. And the UN insinuates that its primary interest in AI is in regulation or observation of how it is exploited. But the UN also has clear goals to use AI to its advantage. The use of AI as a means to monitor mass data to better institute, here it is, sustainable development. By the way, this is written clearly in the UN's agenda. And this is where we get into the crux of how the image of AI is being inflated into a kind of half-assed electronic god, a false prophet. Yep. The globalists are obsessed with AI. It goes far beyond centralization and control of populations. There's a religious factor to all of this. First, in order to become a god, one would have to have total observational power, meaning you would have to be able to see all and know all. Second, to become a god in a mythological or biblical sense, one would be acquired, required to create intelligent life from nothing. Well, guess what? This is exactly what artificial intelligence is trying to bring about. They're trying to replace God. Be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I am the Lord your God who grasps your right hand. It is I who says to you, fear not. I will help you. Isaiah 41:13. Good thoughts to put in your mind throughout the day, knowing that God is with us and God sustains us by holding us by the hand. Hey, um, I just was texted by one of our high information listeners. He says, "Uh, Jesse, AM 870 radio said AI needs only one second of your voice to to have conversations with your loved ones or anyone else. Using your voice. Wow. Absolutely frightening. Have you heard of the US. uh, Have you heard of. Excuse me. The the new animation. Which is teaching children. The St. Michael the Archangel prayer. This is powerful. And this message. This video. The message is. Nothing is too scary. If you trust in God. That's the message of this video. We know that the left is doing a full court press to indoctrinate children into its wicked agenda, but a small animation Catholic company, and more of them are popping out all over the country, is pushing back mightily. This weekend, Catholic Stories for Children announced the release of a new animated video that teaches children the St. Michael the Archangel Prayer. And this is the second video in the company's Prayer Time with Angel series, which helps children develop a habit of prayer from an early age. CEO Trevor Rothus, he said, we're excited to release this new animation. He says, we believe that it will be 
It will build a strong habit of prayer. And it will teach children the St. Michael the Archangel prayer. The CEO, Trevor Rothhaus, also added, Teaching kids Catholic prayer is a constant struggle for parents. But prayer is something that can engage children, bring them life, and bring them closer to God. In the St. Michael animation, kids learn that it is okay to have fear, but we can always trust in God. Kids learn that the most powerful weapon we have in the world is our faith. And the CEO, Rothis, added, quote, The video also is a gentle introduction to St. Michael the Archangel and how he can provide spiritual protection. Close quote. So, during the four-minute animation, two young friends named Theo and Felicity, Theo means God in Hebrew, and Felicity, while playing with a puzzle in a treehouse, learn how to appreciate and pray to St. Michael the Archangel, the head of the angelic army. When Felicity drops a piece of the puzzle, the children become frightened by something scary they think they see in the dark. The children's guardian angels come to the rescue, heartening them and teaching them the children's powerful prayer to St. Michael. In the middle of the prayer, the archangel himself makes an appearance in the video. He tells the children, you don't need a sword to fight the spirits of darkness. Your faith is your greatest weapon. Nothing is too scary if you trust in God. He will always protect you. Draw your strength from the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the armor of God and stand firm. And you can say that prayer whenever you need a little help and I'll be right by your side, St. Michael says. What a soothing cartoon for kids to watch, especially before they go to bed. In fact, when I finish the show today, I'm going to send this link to my children so they can start showing to my grandkids. Show them this every day, this four-minute video of St. Michael. And what's the good thing is that there's more and more Catholic videos, high quality as well, that are being produced by good Catholics. And so that's a great sign. In fact, Virgin Most Powerful, we're working on a line of cartoons, on Bible cartoons right now, and saints, and they're high quality. I saw some of the I saw some of the previews, so we'll, we'll be rolling those things out real soon. But the CEO of this cartoon of St. Michael the Archangel, and that's his second cartoon, by the way, Trevor Rothis. He's a CEO of, uh, of his, his production company, which is trying to teach Catholics, Catholic kids, basically, how to pray their, the prayers. The animations allow parents to build an enjoyment in prayer time and a desire to pray. And according to the press release, it says, quote, This new animation is designed to help children learn the prayer in a fun and engaging way. The video features colorful, colorful characters and a catchy tune that will make children want to sing along. Can you imagine? We have millions of Catholic kids around the U.S. singing the St. Michael the Archangel prayer because of this video. By the way, uh, I'm also seeing on their website, they have a St. Michael coloring book. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather get a St. Michael coloring book any day of the year than a satanic coloring book. In fact, I would never get a satanic coloring book. Never. So <clears throat> the CEO of this uh, video series, he says, 
Instead of asking when prayer time is over or squirming inattentively, young kids remain engaged with the animations, asking to watch them again and leaving them wanting for more. The animations allow parents to build an enjoyment in prayer time and a desire to pray. And to reinforce what children have learned, the Catholic Stories for Children website, the Catholic Stories for Children website, provides a printable picture of St. Michael for kids to color, as well as educational materials like fill-in-the-blank and discussion questions. It also drills down into the history of St. Michael's Prayer for parents who themselves may want to know more about it. It explains how the powerful prayer came into being after Pope Leo XIII in the 1800s had a horrible vision of future times and the seductive powers and ravings of the devils against the church in every land. Catholic Stories for Children is a nonprofit aimed at telling stories, primarily through animation, to help parents teach Catholic prayers about Catholic saints and other Catholic concepts. Let us all turn to St. Michael for protection and teach our kids to do the same. The St. Michael the Archangel prayer video, as well as other animation, other as well as other other animations, are available for free on the organization's website and YouTube channel. They are there for free. Visit Catholic Stories for Children. Catholic Stories for Children. CatholicStoriesForChildren.com CatholicStoriesForChildren.com And uh, you can start showing these kids these, these There's another one, another animation is Hail Mary Full of Grace The Guardian Angel Prayer St. Michael Prayer, Act of Contrition And they're all animated Prayer Before Meals The St. Anthony Prayer of Padua So good for this company This is how This is how you evangelize this is how you teach people the faith. By the way, a little bit about St. Michael the Archangel. He's a warrior angel. The, the Catholic Church, the Latin Rite Catholic Church, we call him the leader of the army of God. The Orthodox, the Greek Orthodox calls him the highest general. The Eastern Orthodox calls St. Michael the supreme commander. And the Russian Orthodox Church calls him the chief commander. Michael is the only name that I know is a rhetorical question. In Hebrew, it is Mikael, which means in English, who is like God? Well, the answer is that no one's like God. And that's why Michael told Lucifer, this big seraphim bully in heaven who rebelled against God, Michael told him, Quis ut Deus, Mikael, who is like God? The, re- the rhetorical answer is, Lucifer, you're not God and we're not going to follow you. Game on. And that's when the fight started and Michael won. I want to close with the St. Michael the Archangel prayer in English. And if I have a chance, maybe I'll do it in Latin as well. Name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. I offer this prayer for all our listeners, for their spiritual protection, for my spiritual protection, for all our families. And so I pray. You can pray along with me. 
St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Santi Michele Arcangeli, defendinos in praelieu, contra necusim. And guess what? I just forgot it in, in, in Latin. Let me see. I'll have my wife come over here and help me. Anita, come and help me pray it in Latin. Santi Michele Arcangeli, defendinos in praelieu, contra necusim, et sinceris, diaboli est supersidium, impera ilideo supercesse precamer tuque, princeps relitse celestis, satanamaliosque spiritus malignus, quiad perdicione manamarum perigantur in mundo, divina virtute in infernum de trude, amen. Amini patri, infilia spiritus santi, amen. Wow, somebody didn't want somebody didn't want me to <laughs> no, pray he that. No, did, and he did it. Yeah, I just had a I just had like a brain I just had, I had a Biden moment. Brain freeze. A brain freeze. <laughs> brain freeze. Hey, family, that's a wrap. My, God bless you. Love you, family. Thanks, my wife, for for helping me finish off the prayer. Thanks. Thank you very much for listening to uh, the Terry and Jesse show. Just want want to remind you, if some of you want to come to the Holy Land with us, me and Anita, yeah, we're going October sixth to the sixteenth, two thousand twenty three. So if you want to sign up, go to jesseromero.com, jesseromero.com. The flyer is on the front page. We would love for you to come with us for nine day to the fifth gospel, the Holy Land, the land where Jesus walked. Thank you, family, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. Keep on tuning in to the great programming on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We are here to supply your spiritual needs with solid, Catholic, Orthodox, faithful teaching. God bless you, family. Keep the faith. Read your Bible every day. Pray your rosary every day. Get to Mass as often as possible at a holy hour to your spiritual life every week. God bless you.